Welcome to today's episode of the Hashtag Woke Settlers podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Hill, and today's episode focuses on Indigenous culture through the art of Norval Morisot. Norval Morisot was famous for his expressions in Indigenous art. However, it wasn't always that way. His culture was taken. Norval lived with his grandparents from a young age at Sandpoint Reserve in Ontario. There, he was able to learn about his culture. At age six, Morisot was taken away to a residential school. There, he faced both sexual and psychological abuse while attending. Even after he left, he was also left with the trauma that residential school burdened onto him. He began drinking in his early teens and continued to struggle with alcoholism. At the age of 19, he became really ill and was given the Anishinaabe name that means Copper Thunderbird. Norval expressed how this name changed his life, feeling as though it cured him, as though he found a sort of strength in this name. Jamie Kastner, the creator of TVO's original documentary, There Are No Fakes, a film based on Morisot's paintings being remade, as well as Carmen Robertson, whose research centers around the contemporary indigenous arts and constructions of indigeneity in popular culture were interviewed in a TVO interview. Carmen talks about some of the trauma and troubles Norval, as well as indigenous communities, face. He was troubled, right? He had a lot of things going on in his life that were very problematic. Do you want, can you, can you shed some light on some of that for us? Well, absolutely. Um, It's important to note uh, an Anishinaabe artist living in northwestern Ontario uh, dealt with the uh, traumatic uh, events of having to attend uh, Indian residential school. Um, And those uh, traumas uh, are triggering in uh, communities around Canada. And he definitely felt the weight of that. And it was... uh, uh, a difficult uh, road for him to negotiate, but uh, at the same time, he's an artistic genius. Norval is an artist known for his exquisite representations of traditional stories, as well as spiritual themes in his brightly colored artwork. From a young age, Morisau loved art through drawings or birch bark wood. He enjoyed art to a deeper level than others his age. He loved art and felt passionate about pursuing it in his life. However, the Anishinaabe peoples forbid from sharing the sacred knowledge. Instead, after he got really ill, he settled with painting birch baskets to make a living. When selling a painting, he became inspired by a couple who introduced him into an inspiring, wider range and understanding of art. Morisot's artist career started to broaden fast. He became very popular. However, not everyone appreciated his art or his story. In an interview with Norval Morisot, in a video titled, Norval Morisot, How to Express Appreciation, he goes on to explain his expressions through the artwork that he creates. The Order of Canada was awarded to Norval Morisot. Many times people say to me, why don't you put that medal in a vault? Why don't you put it away somewhere and wear it only in special functions? That is not the way it's supposed to be worn. I said, I want to wear it every day. If people have chosen me with this medal, then I am a good artist. 
in which I know I am. This picture is a past time. I've been at it now for maybe six or seven months. Maybe I'll be at it for another four months or three months. When it's finished the way I want to see it, I want to present it to the people of Canada, to all the children of Canada, Indian and native, Chinese colored and whatever they are. They're all great souls. These are the people we want to give it to, to appreciate it. Here, hang it up. This is my appreciation for this medal that you have given me. First, you drive me down to the pits of the bottom of hell by your missionaries, and then later on, you lift me up with medals. And no matter what I was behind, that's gone. That was the experience that I went through. If I never went through this bottom thing or the upper thing, I would never be this great artist. I wouldn't be here to show here. Here's my appreciation for, for trying to understand who I am. Morisot showed pride in his culture through his art. It was a way for him to connect back to who he was before drinking, who he was supposed to be before residential school. Morisot's art became a massive part of his life, and his art was greatly beginning to become appreciated. His artwork told indigenous stories blooming with pride, culturally so beautiful and unique as well. However, his artwork was copied and sold, appropriating his culture, a culture he put his pride into through his artwork. Many made fraud Norval Morisot paintings, not only selling them, but stealing his culture from him while doing so. In the same TVO interview that we heard before, Carmen discusses an artwork piece that Norval Morisot painted in 1983, titled Androgyny. Okay. Carmen, we're going to bring some images of his work up. Um, androgyny. Describe that for us, if you would. I think it's one of his uh, absolute masterworks, and it's really one of my favorites. You can see it's a really large piece. It's mural-like, uh, six meters long, and it is uh, fantastic. But it's really important for Canadians to understand that Morisot painted this work in 1983 thinking about gender fluidity, thinking mostly about interconnectedness of all living beings, uh, underworld, our world, sky world, there's an electricity about it. And he gifted this work uh, in a reciprocal uh, offering uh, to the Canadian people. So in 1983, he sent a letter to uh, then Prime Minister Pierre Elliott Trudeau and invited uh, him to accept this painting on behalf of all Canadians, that this would be an opportunity to open a dialogue on uh, reconciliation at that time in 83. Morisot connected his work not only to Indigenous stories, but rather for everyone. He used his work as an opportunity to reconcile. From the interview, it becomes clear how meaningful Morisot's art is and the power his works can hold. In the TVO interview, the creator of There Are No Fakes, Jamie, was interviewed. He is able to describe just a few of the horrible effects the fraudulent case has caused, as well as how some of the people reacted. He purchased what he thought was a Morisot. 
That's right. It started with him buying a painting, which he believed to be a Morisot, beginning to have uh, doubts about its authenticity, suing the Yorkville Gallery that sold it to him. And then in short order, he found himself in the middle of a crazy feud of, of people who were <clears throat> behaving in, let's say, a highly unart world like fashion, at least uh, to outsiders. They were slagging each other off online and in person, characterizing one another as Nazis. The gallery owner said, uh, um, essentially, if I admit to you that this is fake, that'll start a chain of events that'll end in the closing of my gallery. Treatments to addictions are not medications, surgeries, or medically aided, such as with other conditions, but rather improving the quality of life for the patient, overall reducing the impacts of their condition. In Indigenous cultures, it is very common to use art or many other forms of traditional practices in order to connect them back to their culture and ethnic roots. Many who have attended residential schools and the many intergenerationally involved people have trauma. Indigenous peoples lost their culture and lost who they were before residential school. Regaining their connection is powerful as well as meaningful. Norval Morisot was able to heal through his artwork. It's a big part of who he is. Taking away his meanings in his art by creating fraud pieces takes away Morisot's culture once again. Supporting the artists helps share and put pride in their culture. Build your knowledge. Learn their stories. Help to reconcile. Thank you for listening to today's podcast episode. I'm your host, Brooke Hill. Until next time on the hashtag Woke Settlers Podcast.